All right, welcome to Woodward Tigers here at Woodward Sports as we're live in studio for the first time ever. I'm Rutherford Castillo. Beside me is Chris Brown. Literally. Literally. Clearly. Yeah, we're in the same <laughs> studio. All right, there we We've go. We've done this like once or twice before, but it's always uh, live events or at your place. Yeah, or at your house when we do the draft. That's true. So, yeah, yeah. So this is kind of weird that we're in the same vicinity. Yeah. And alongside me is David, the intern. No you today because of some technical difficulties as we're trying to figure things out. And the podcast has been brought to you by OddsTrader.com, your number one site for game day bets. And begin your handicap journey there at OddsTrader.com. So the bets today, for a while, Chris, during the game, I thought the Tigers were not going to score there for a little while. I wonder and, why you would think that. Oh, gee, I, I, I wonder <laughs> why. It's been... That, that we'll get into the series. We'll get into a lot today. The, the good, the bad, the ugly, our usual segments. And... David, if you could do me a favor and check, um, go our YouTube channel, the Woodward Tigers channel, and see how the comments are coming along, all that. If you want to chime in there, that'd be greatly appreciated. So it's a whole different setup for us, and we're going to get questions. Chris is screening out for questions right now. But the Tigers lost 5-3 to today, and instead of the bullpen coming through, the bullpen, Michael Fulmer struggled again. Gave a 2-1 homer to Seth Brown. Yeah, uh, yeah, I believe so, yeah. And isn't this, like, just the way it would be? You know, the Tigers' bullpen is, is lights out for a month. And as soon as it seems like the last three times when they've had, like, they really needed the bullpen to come through for them. It didn't work out. And it's just like, of course. It just, uh, yeah, it's like anything that can happen will happen now. And it's, uh, it's tough, man. It's tough being a Tigers fan right now. Yeah, and a lot of fans, you see a lot of kind of the, a lot of bad takes right now. And I say <laughs> that, and everybody's subjected to their own opinion you can have an opinion I, i'm not against that whatsoever but this is after 31 we're now what we're the tigers are now 923 we're at 31 games we're identical records from last year but the offenses are night and day and we'll get there's some numbers for that for or inside number good and bad the ugly but you saw i mean we saw a glimpse of it today jamie candelario leads off with a triple in the gap Miguel Cabrera scores him with a double. Like, you can pass Barry Bonds on the list now? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, 601 career doubles now. Uh, yeah, and but like, as you were saying, so then they got, you know, they score the run. They, I, who, did they get him over? Or was that uh, later in the game? Who? Where they had like two, three men on, and then they, they got one, one extra run in to tie it. That was later, wasn't it? That was later, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But uh, David joining us, he's behind the camera because he's, uh, again, new tactical setup. There's new only two chairs. New, yeah, there's, only two chairs. What else are we going to do? I don't know. But um, David, what was your thoughts about today? I know that um, you've been doing these kind of like one-liners in our chat. And, uh, yeah, you've been, you've been pretty, like, just pretty brutal about it. <laughs> so my thoughts on the game today? Yeah. I mean, just... The same as usual, like you mentioned before, running out of superlatives with the Tigers. Um, just everything, we're just swinging at everything, whether it's in or out of the zone. Um, you watched the net-bat by Jonathan Scope in the last inning of the game. Like, started out okay, took some pitches, but then swung at everything else that was outside the zone. Like, I don't think he got one pitch in the strike zone for his whole at-bat. So that pretty much summed up the Tigers' offense throughout the whole day. Um, Bo Bersky looked okay after... He, had, he went ran into some trouble, I think it was the first inning, correct? Yep, yeah. he gave up three runs in the first, and that was it, I think. Yeah, I mean, after 35 that. 35 pitches just, in the first inning, and then made it through six, which can't have happened that often. Yeah, I mean, after that, just looked fantastic. Looked like a, looked like a rotation starter. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, just 
running out of ideas to say for why the offense is bad. I like the word, so the, the name of the podcast this week will be running out of superlatives to use because that's the way it is right now. But the series overall just, I mean, last night was one of the worst games I've seen in quite some time. The, the Tigers got shellacked. And there was this, there was a, something about, Miguel Cabrera got a hit in the corner. And he, you know, he knew it was a hit, so he kind of walked jogged down. There's some people questioning about his effort. But, Chris, you're down 9 nothing. They get a single. I don't understand what the big deal is. Uh, again, uh, no, I, I mean, that's, that's what we see. You know, I went to the game up in Lansing, the Whitecaps game up there, and there was a fan in the crowd yelling every single play for the, the hitters to sprint to first base. It's like, and, and sure, that'd be great, but Miguel Cabrera is damn near 40 years old. He's broken everything. Like, you know, it's, it's going to be a loss. Don't, you know, don't get upset about him not putting in 100% effort. He will if it was important, but it wasn't important. And I don't know. It's, it's tough. Your fans just want to see that effort because they're so bad right now and you want to fire everybody up. But, yeah, it doesn't mean anything. It's, it's, it, w- it would have been like window dressing just for him to sprint to first base. When's the last time you saw Miguel Cabrera sprint to first base? Probably was the third baseman, maybe? I th- maybe. Maybe the last time we saw that kind of effort was his uh, opening day home run. Last year, when he slid into second because oh, he thought yeah, it was a, I thought right, it was a double yeah. in the snow. Well, it depends on how you want to define the term sprint. Oh well, <laughs> if if he's sprinting through third what, base, jogging? yeah. If he's if he's going through the stop sign at third base, you'll see him moving. But yeah, I, I don't think he's going to try to leg out a double in a in a meaningless game. Yeah, as far as as far as it goes, too, with the biggest part of the series, I found disappointing. You mentioned Bo Brisk earlier, but was Tarek Skubal who got the only win in the series is that correct i think so yeah yeah he pitched really good he's looking he is the staff face as far as yep. i'm concerned Derek scoobal is the staff face right now casey my speaking of the aces at the moment he got schlacked and a half inning work down in toledo excuse me in louisville as the mud hens are down playing the bats but there's nothing against saying that because i think school's proven to have the best stuff swing and miss stuff was really good and then alex fado Really mm-hmm. good, strong start. 17 swings and misses. And that stat you pulled up, Chris, about what he's done in his career so far, comparatively speaking, that's I, impressive. Yeah, and I might have something more to say about that uh, shortly. But, yeah, oh, wow. no, I think, uh, yeah, there's, there's a certain point. I don't know. It's kind of like nut up or shut up point now with, with these guys. Like, we've all been into these prospects, and that was the future. And it was, you know, Casey Mize was the first overall pick. He's going to be the, the guy. And, and once you get to the majors, there's not – I mean, guys do continue to improve in the majors, and, and it takes some time. But it doesn't take long for you to see who has the potential and who doesn't really. I mean, um, the, the thing I mentioned, Casey Mize has made 40 starts in the big leagues. He has one outing when he got 17 swings and misses. Scoople has like six or seven at this point, Same, roughly same number of starts. Matt Manning's career high is 12. And Alex Fido got 17 in his second start as a big leaguer. And it's funny because, you know, Alex Fido was kind of the forgotten man uh, among these pitchers. I mean, there have been a couple of them. You know, Bo Burrows was a first-rounder, and then it was Matt Manning, and then it was Alex Fido. Franklin Perez was in there for a while. He was their top pitching prospect, and he's kind of forgotten because all the injuries. But it got to the point where it was the big three. You know, it was Mize, Manning, and Scooble. And... Uh, so far, Scoobal has, has seemed to be the one to take the step. Mize is kind of floundering. He, he was, I was t- telling David earlier that, that Bo Brisky is kind of like Casey Mize in a lot of ways, it, it, that he hasn't missed a ton of bats, but he's managed to avoid tons of damage, which is like, that was Casey Mize's main skill last year was pitching with men on base and, and getting out of jams. 
and Brisky seems to be doing that too. So it's just like, you know, all right, you know, he's the number one overall pick. He's a top 20 prospect. Well, now you're in the majors. It doesn't really matter anymore. Now you got to prove it. And uh, I don't know. I, at this point, I'm just hoping Casey Mize can come back healthy and be a mid-rotation starter at best. Uh, yeah, I think any thoughts of him being the, the ace have probably gone out the window. I mean, you never close a book on that. But, right. um, you know, as I was telling David earlier, that, that the, the splitter command just hasn't been there in pro ball. And without that, he doesn't really have a strikeout pitch. As far as, and get back to Fajeo for a moment, I admittedly thought, based off some of the stuff we, and I, I don't want to say I wrote him off, but I wasn't really sure what to make of him because yeah. we haven't, truthfully, I mean, for how many players we've seen in the system, there's not much we've seen. I mean, outside no. of that one year in Erie where he allowed 19 home runs, yeah. but that was something, correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't he, he was kind of experimenting on off-speed stuff, but his stuff was pretty good, though, still, right? Well, he's always had that slider, although, uh, oddly enough, he didn't have it in his Major League debut, which was actually kind of told us more about him than I think uh, the second start did because he still got it out, what, five innings in that debut with, I think he got three swings and misses in that, that start. He did not have his breaking ball, and that's his main pitch, but he still was able to get through it with a, a average fastball and, and a, a changeup that flashes above average. So you like to see that. He, he reminds me of Brisky in that they both just pound the zone relentlessly. They throw tons of strikes. Uh, yeah, and, and we, I mean, I think a lot of us kind of just said, yeah, I think, I think with that slider, Fayetto is going to be a reliever. And I kept comparing him to Alex Wilson, the former Tigers reliever, who, who was a very good reliever for a while, but like a middle reliever. And then you come up and he throws five innings and, and does what he does, and it kind of changes your perspective immediately. It doesn't mean that he's going to continue pitching like that or he might not eventually end up in the bullpen either. But suddenly, I, I, like, he went up a lot in my mind. Like if we were doing the prospect rankings right now, I go, you know what? Yeah, we might have to push him back into the top ten because he got big league hitters out and, and at times made him look foolish. Yeah, and I know that – oh, David, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, um, Rod, you mentioned to me about it in his last start that you said the slider didn't really look – didn't really have the bite on it that he was known for at Florida. But, yeah, it's like watching him in his last start, like Chris, you mentioned, like everything just looked like on on point. Like it was kind of like everything, all the puzzle pieces kind of dropped in the same place, I feel like, with Fiotto. And um, I think it's time, like, it, he's starting to get the confidence more with pitching. Like, you know, after you have Tommy John surgery, it's like it's always hard to go back out there. And, like, you, you never know how much you can test your arm and how much you have to, like, pull back on it. But it was nice to see him, like, letting it loose. And, like, yeah, it, it was just nice to see, like, the slider did look good and the fastball looked good as well. Yeah, and, and one of the things that, too, that we've, we've talked about this before with Baedo is that as far as when you – and with Tommy John, too, a fastball takes a while before you get back. It's usually your secondaries are pitching better, correct? Well, they generally speaking, when you get Tommy John, they – you don't start throwing your secondaries until after you start throwing your fastball. You know, you start well, throwing. I mean, like, in terms of, like, what's your fastball velocity doesn't come back. It's your secondaries that are there. Right? It, it, yeah, I mean, there have been times where people think that, like, having Tommy John surgery actually gives you more velocity because of the strenuous rehab process. You're doing a lot of arm work and strengthening everything. But the, one, the thing they say usually that comes, comes last is your command. Your command, it takes a while back uh, to get your feel back. And that hasn't been the case with Fido at all. He's throwing tons of strikes. It, 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 now, the other guy who made his MLB debut this week, uh, Joey Wentz, that has been the issue with him. He was never like a plus command guy to begin with. And he came back last year and was walking a lot of guys, I want to say like four and a half per nine. And we saw it in his debut, and we saw it in the minors this year. He's just not an efficient strike thrower. 
He's a guy who can throw quality strikes, and he's got good stuff, good enough stuff to get major league hitters out. But if you can't put the ball where you need it to be, at least within the vicinity, you're going to get bombed. And he kept getting himself in trouble with, what was the first at bat against Tony Kemp was 12 pitches because he yeah. just couldn't locate. And Tony Kemp is a pest that should probably uh, come to the Tigers. Yeah. But, I think we suggested that before. Too. Yeah. But so, yeah, it, it, it's just a, a lot to be impressed with with Fido. The stuff looks pretty good. I mean, it's not a crazy fastball, but with the other two pitches, the slider and, and his changeup. And he's another guy whose slider almost comes across as like two pitches because he can manipulate it really well, you know, get more vertical depth or more horizontal movement. Um, and, and throwing strikes, I, I, I think we'll see Fido make more starts this year. Uh, Definitely. I, I think he's going to make the start on Monday in Tampa, from my understanding. I think no. Evan Woodbury of MLive tweeted it out earlier. So it'll be good to see him get against a really good quality opponent, too, and see what he can get. Because the other hang-up is, and somebody brought this up, uh, Zeke uh, Jennings on Twitter said, well, he's pitched against Pittsburgh and Tampa. Yeah. Fine, and he's, he's bright, but still, they're two major league teams, considering where he's been the mm. last couple of years. Yeah, well, I mean, and so... They're still big league hitters. We saw the, the same big league hitters, what they did to Joey Wentz, right? They're professional hitters. They gave, they gave everybody but Scooble trouble this week, basically, right? I, I mean, <laughs> it's one thing to say that these aren't, it's not a good offense, and it, it isn't, but they're still big league hitters. You still are getting these guys to swing and miss at pitches that they think are strikes, and I don't know. Yeah, you need to see them against a better team. We, we saw, we've seen Bo Brisky now against four teams, right? Right. Uh, and two of them haven't been great, and two of them were very good. Uh, the Astros in Houston and the Dodgers in L.A. And he's looked the same in all four outings. Like, <laughs> he hasn't blown anybody away. It's, they're all big league hitters, so I, I don't know. You discounted a little bit, but not a ton. Yeah. And uh, real quick, I forgot to mention a couple of house, housekeeping items. So we had a couple of uh, listeners reach out to us who are listening to us on Podcast Addict and noticed that our show hasn't updated in a while. So if you see... The Woodward Tigers logo with the white white background behind it, that's the proper one. The orange one, just don't subscribe to it. And so uh, I got to thank Jeff, who reached out to me on Twitter, was asking, what's the deal, guys? Have you not done a show in a month? And But we were able to fix it. So, Jeff, thanks for letting us know. We really appreciate it. So Are you saying there's a podcast attic in the house? <laughs> so it's a Larry King reference. No, there. Larry. No, no, Larry. <laughs> so uh, also, if you want to email the show, for questions and you're not on Twitter or not on Facebook, email the show at woodwardtigers at gmail.com. Again, woodwardtigers at gmail.com. And please support our Patreon. You can find it at patreon.com forward slash Tigers Miley Report. As next week we'll be doing this show live from Erie, either Friday or Saturday, we're still confirming the day, but uh, the great Reganya offered the opportunity for us to do that, so we are going to. Yeah. So. That's our second second on location. We did yeah. one at West Michigan like three, four years ago, right? Right. And we had, yeah, because we had uh, Podcast Nianos out there. We had Emily Walden. It was a, it was yeah, a big deal. This is when over at Sports Radio Detroit. So this is going to be. Yeah, this will be fun. Uh, yeah, we'll be a, a good, good that. And then. Uh, my second trip to Erie. Sector? Oh, yeah. That's you right, went, you went, went twice, twice last, last year. year. I, this is my first one. And you're going to Lakeland. Yeah, going to Lakeland June 1st. And uh, I, no, I noticed the game's going to be all. So I was looking at Saturday. I'll oh, maybe we'll go to a Saturday game, and I noticed it was that my flight leaves at 8.45 to go back home, so I won't see the Saturday game. I'm realized, like, why 6.30? I'm like, oh, yeah, duh, it's super hot. Yeah. And call me down in late in Florida, so yeah. I'll be able to miss that. But uh, So 
we're going to go. We have no jingle for this, so we're just going to uh-huh. go right into it, into inside the numbers. So imagine the cash ring sound, and you can hear most deaf in your ear right now for people who are listening to the show. Which, by the way, it's funny. I, I couldn't realize it, but I think some are, I'll have to ask our audience how many people know that's most deaf mathematics. Or how many care? Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> that's a better I mean, question. No, we always get, like, every now and then, we'll, like, I'll throw, part of my secret plan is, you know, I put together some videos every now and then on Twitter, and I always put, like, an underground hip-hop beat in there, and my, I just, I'm always hoping for that little tiny crossover where somebody says, oh, my God, that's the herbalizer, but it doesn't happen. Maybe Jeremy Troya does it every now and then. Yeah, Jeremy, <laughs> but, yeah Jeremy's pretty good about that, but, yeah, but, uh, some little messaging, we have to, we yeah. have to do Let's that. Let's see, I, there, maybe there's not a huge crossover between Detroit Tigers baseball and underground hip-hop from the 90s and 2000s, I don't know. Maybe, maybe know, not. there's... Wait, well, there's a. I know this before we move on. I know we're trying not to get too sidetracked, but Don, who writes for MLB.com, who's been in the booth with me all week, mm-hmm. I played some DJ Magic Mike yesterday, and nice. she was stoked. Nice. She's like, How, yeah, she must be our age, then. Yeah, huh? she's, yeah. yeah, she's around our age, so. Nice. But that worked out. So, our inside the numbers, uh, David, I'm going to give you the first. Uh, what's your inside the number for today? Okay, so. Um one thing that I am, in fact, very happy about, like, I wish it was, would it be this rank in the offense, but um, love to talk about the pitching, which has been absolutely phenomenal for the Tigers this year. Um, my number for today is three, and um, that is our bullpen rank of bullpen ERA in Major League Baseball, trailing only the um, Yankees and the Astros. I think we're sitting at, like, a two, 2.23, and, nice. like, which is phenomenal. Like, the one thing I touched on was that, like, over the last six or seven years, it's like during the Java Chamberlain era or the Tom Gorzolani era or even the Buck Farmer era, <laughs> all Tigers fans were talking about like, you know, hey, why is the bullpen so trash? It's like, you know, it's 2013. They tried to address that need. They brought in like Jose Barris and um, yeah. uh, Joaquin Benoit and all those. Then there was kind of change of the garden 14. And then we had to like have that really, we had to really be calm with it and up until now, but like, you know, like Alex Lang, Michael Fulmer, like these are all guys that are stepping up and they're looking just absolutely fantastic. And Will Vest as well. Will Vest, Raj has been a champion of Will Vest since the beginning of the year. Noticed that he he was throwing with a little more velocity and and yeah, I mean he is. Did they say he struck or he's he's gotten like 29 consecutive people out or something like that? I, yeah. Or, like, like he's that. got he's, like he's working on a reliever perfect game. Yeah. Maybe I misheard that, but 11 scores. I think 11 scores innings and he he struck out five of the six. Well, yeah, he struck out. The side the first game against Oakland, or maybe just five batters against Oakland. Mm-hmm. Either way, yeah, it's bullpens are funny, and and like really, the last time the Tigers had a good bullpen was two thousand six, was the Zamaya, Rodney, Todd Jones bullpen, and what Jamie Walker and uh, who was the other lefty they had? Bobby C was he in that yeah, team? Yeah, I think Bobby C was. Yeah, um, I thought but, you were going to say Chris Sperling, but for I could I could have <laughs> could have done Vic Derensburg, but no, it was it was like it seemed like that was the missing link for the Tigers for. A dozen years, and they tried everything. They tried, you know, K Rod. They tried. Didn't they? They brought in Neftali Feliz one year. They Joe tried, Nathan. Joe Nathan. Yeah. Joe Nathan. Yeah, they and tried. Was a, I was like, you you could talk to me about how upset I was when Joe Nathan didn't work out. It's like he came off like a what I think what I thought was like a dominant yeah Rangers run. He he had he yeah. spent like a decade basically being the second best reliever in baseball behind Mariano Rivera. And as soon as he got to Detroit, he fell apart. As well, soon as, like, the second. That's kind of what happens with Tigers yeah. and former All-Star closers. It's yeah. like like you said with K-Rod. Well, I thought we were Dotel. I mean, Dotel. Yeah, that was his last season in the majors was in Detroit. Jose yeah. Mesa. Remember, remember, yeah, who was the, uh, um, 
McClanahan, who, who am I thinking of? There was a, a guy who used to close for the Pirates, and he got injured, and they signed him, and it didn't work out. Oh, oh Joel Hanrahan. Yeah, yeah. I beat you to it. <laughs> yeah. So, it, yeah, it's just been this never-ending series of attempts and fails, and then now, yeah, they, they've got the bullpen in order, and everything else falls apart, although the rotation's been all right. Yeah, the ro rotation is fantastic, and when we get um, Meisen Manning back, hopefully, and, like, the addition mm -hmm. of Brisky to that uh, rotation as well, it's like, yeah. yeah, it'll be interesting to see what kind of decisions they make because they, they have what it would appear to be seven or eight viable starters now. So maybe they get desperate and, and try a trade or two. But I think you can never have enough pitching depth, and, and they might be happy with some of these guys just living down in Toledo until they need them. Yeah, I mean, by, by the way, Austin Bergner down in Erie has seven strikeouts already in just four innings. Keep growing them. Keep growing them. Yeah. Austin Bergner, seventh round, eighth, eighth round pick, I think, yeah. in uh, – Maybe ninth round in 2019, the, the Riley Green class. Nice. He and Hess were the only uh, pitchers that they drafted in the top 10 that year. So, what about you, Chris? What's your inside number? Uh, so, it's kind of double back on what we talked about. It's 17, which uh, we talked already, and, and 35. So, the 17 is Alex Fido's swings and misses. I was doing some things earlier looking up, like, how many times have Tiger starters managed that many swings and misses in a start? It's, you know, it's like 80 in the last uh, 12, 15 years. But, uh, Anyway, 17 swings and misses in his start against the A's, and he did it in 83 pitches, which is good for a 20.5 swinging strike rate, which is, this is numbers that people don't really understand, but, but Major League average for starters is like 10%. So uh, that was pretty good. And it's just one start, and he only had three in his first start, like we said, but still 20 swings and misses over his first two outings, like 160 pitches. It's, it's a 12.6 whiff rate, which is above Major League average. Um, and so... There are 159 starting pitchers this year who have thrown at least 10 innings, and his swinging strike rate among those ranks 35th. That's where that 35 comes in, which doesn't sound crazy, but that's well above average. And just for perspective, the rest of the Tigers' rotation, where they rank among those 159 starting pitchers, Scooble is 53rd in swinging strike rate. He's the only other one in the top 100. Wow. Michael Pineda is 116th. Tyler Alexander, 144th. Eduardo Rodriguez, 150th. Casey Mize, 157th out of 159, and Bo Brisky, 159 out of 159. So this is not a swing and miss staff. So what Alex Fido is doing might be very welcome. And again, it's just two outings. He might never do that again. It's, uh, you don't know. But uh, I don't know, like, it, it tells me something. There are certain things that I don't think you can fake at the big league level. One of the things we talk about is, is you know, anybody can come up, not anybody, but if you're a professional athlete, you can come up professional baseball player you can come to the majors and, and luck into a hit you can you know hit a four foot infield single uh bartolo cologne hit a home run once you know uh but you can't fake hitting the ball really really hard like you can't just fake hitting 115 miles an hour and you can't fake getting swings and misses against major league hitters i mean maybe they'll they'll figure them out later on he won't get as many but the, the pure stuff is there so i think that's a good sign and uh we're kind of going to start good and move down bad <laughs> here as we come along and um, Chris, just to affirm your point, uh -huh. I just looked it up. The uh, the MLB leader right now in swinging strikes is Kevin, Kevin Gosman of the Blue Jays. Eighteen point six percent, something like that. Uh, seventeen point nine oh, with right. ninety seven swings and misses. And yeah. our current leader right now is Turk Scrobel yep. with sixty two. Yeah. So just to tell you where that's at. And Gosman yeah. has been outstanding. You know, it's you you look at the, the leaderboard for the guys who who have the most swings and misses, and it's like Cy Young names. It's Corbin Burns, it's Garrett Cole, it's the best in the business. So it, it there's you can certainly get by by fooling guys too. Justin Verlander's only at like nine and a half percent this year and he's been one of the best pitchers in baseball. But 
it tells you something. Uh, and we'll, we'll need to see more starts to see what it told us, but uh, I don't know. I, I was impressed. Well, by the way, Vool Vest, by the way, 13% swing strike rate. Yeah, that's that's very good. And, and you know, relievers, I think it's going to be higher. I bet you Alex Langs is... is yeah, because I think, I think the average... I think, like, I've seen, like... Um, what was the Josh Hader, 15 16%, something like that? Yeah, it, it's... You know, anything above 15% is, is getting into pretty elite territory, so... I don't know. Like I said, it's, it's, it might not mean anything, but I, there, there are things that, about that start that, that made me feel very positive about Alex Vito's future with the Tigers, which is good for once to have something like that. What a, what a difference a week makes, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, you know, it just makes me feel dumb sometimes. You know, we watch these prospects, we make the rankings, we do all that stuff. And, but as you said, we didn't see Fido much. You know, he yeah. was I gone for that. almost two years. Right. And look, I'm not going to make excuses for it, but, I mean, we never saw him... Yeah, we never saw. Yeah, come to think of it, I've never seen him pitch until, uh, uh, well, excuse me, live until recently. I mean, I've seen him on video, video, well, like an old man, but streaming. But that's you know, that's it. Yeah, and, and we put together. You mentioned it in your tweet that we put together the clip of him, his last outing in the minors, and he got 17 swings and misses in that outing too. And it's AAA, yeah. but still, the, the the potential's there. So, how yeah, about your inside the number? All right, uh, my inside the number is six. That's the amount of home runs hit by the Detroit Tigers at home and away. So combine that, with, that's 12. So all the complaining about Comerica Park, it doesn't really matter. Detroit has filled the launch wherever they go. <laughs> and then my other number is 76. And that's the number of strikeouts by the starting staff of the Kansas City Royals. Oof. <laughs> the next closest is the Cubs at 98 heading into today's games. And that's, we've talked about the, we like, I, I admit, I will fully admit that I thought the Royals drafting pitching was going to work they're going to have this great rotation and they're going to complement the tigers and it's going to be kind of like these two young rotations battling out <laughs> it's not happened i don't know what's going on in kansas city i think they have a k-rate between below six now maybe yeah yeah i mean and, and to tell you that we i just went through all the swinging strike rates of the tigers and how bad they are so i didn't check the the royals but yeah again that's another thing where not everything works in a perfect line well, right. i remember thinking that brady singer came up uh but two years ago and looked much better than Casey Mize. And he's been back in the minors a lot this year, and not because he was injured, because he's not been good. He only has two pitches. Yeah, and Major League Three style. Yeah, so you know, back to the... <laughs> so, uh, but, yeah, the, the, the Royals the Royals have had really bad pitching development for years and years. And a lot of it was they used to, like, take away guys. Uh, they wouldn't let them throw sliders or something like that. They wanted them to throw curves. It was something like that. Like, oh, as an organization, we don't believe in this one pitch. And it, yeah, it's just foolish. And I don't know if they're still doing it that way, but you know, Chris Bubich has shown some flashes. Jackson Kowar has been bombed, I think, a lot. Daniel Lynch has, has shown stuff. You got Asa Lacey in the minors who look like a reliever. Yeah, a lot of their pitching hasn't worked out, and that's I don't know. Jackson Carr as well. Yeah, yeah, that's a good call there. Yeah, so I don't know, but uh, that's rough. David, what you want to add? Did you add anything before we move on, or? Um, oh no, I'm all set. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> So yeah, that that those are numbers because the the Tigers don't have to take on Kansas City for a while because look at yeah, it's weird the, they don't they don't play them until next month yeah it's weird then, maybe, I'm, I think maybe in July you know, maybe. I can take a look, look, at, look, I, can take a look. I got the, yeah, the research department that. on it right now and it's right. Weird. Yeah, I was gonna say it's just weird to see how much time flies because like you remember the circa circa 2014-15 when the Royals had like if mm -hmm. one of if not the best pitching staffs in baseball what? like the um. The Kelvin Herrera 
Greg Holland and um, yeah, their bullpen was was that, it was like elite, it was unstoppable. Yeah. It's like watching them pitch in the World Series. It's just like mm-hmm. th- they were untouchable. So like maybe they can find that former glory, <laughs> but right now it's it's tough. Yeah, it it, it it might snap into place for them. You never know, but. I don't know. Bobby Witt isn't off to a great start either, but that's we can talk about that about poor yeah. starts in a minute. Yeah, yeah, their their offense too is now. So yeah, they start. don't. The Tigers don't play the Royals until July first. July first, and then they play them again that month, and then let's see, one, and then twice in in September. So. All right. So now it's time for the good, the bad, and the ugly. Woo-hoo. <laughs> oh, that's Dave, good. Yeah, David, um, what's up? First, uh. Uh, can we just get a round of applause for um, Reed Detmer, Detmers? Oh, the home, no hitter. Yeah. No, no, no hitter. And like, I think it was just like just a shade over a hundred pitches as well. I think it was, it was. Yeah, I think he only had two strikeouts or three strikeouts. It, maybe it, it was, was two strikeouts. Super efficient. It's like um, fun fun fact about that. It's like the first no hitter since Francisco Liriano to only strike out two batters for a no hitter. Yeah, and it was only like his twelfth major league start, wasn't it? Yeah. It by the sick. way, it's a Louisville pitcher that's not falling apart yet. Uh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, the um, yeah, um, yeah. For poor Brendan McKay and and uh, the guys before him, but yeah, I, and Reed Detmers was another guy who I remember he was a potential like top five pick heading into that draft, and then everybody's like, I don't know, that curveball pops right out of his hand, and he doesn't have much velocity. And then he goes to the Angels, and his velocity pops up, and he's in the majors. He might have been one of the first from that class to make the majors. Was that the twenty twenty class? I think yeah, that's the twenty twenty class. Yeah, yeah. so uh, yeah, no, I mean, good for him. On the strike with all the pitchers have been drafted the last two years well yeah well that, that i think i saw today that they're chase silseth who was like their 11th rounder last year is getting called up to pitch either tonight or tomorrow i think he might be the first player from the 2021 draft to make it at the majors wow um so yeah that, apparently that uh, that tactic worked but i don't know it must be fun to be an angels fan now finally they've had these you know great players and super entertaining players and now they're playing good baseball too so the Angels fans are having fun. Yeah, I mean, and um, I do want to say a tiny bit that um, having been born in California, uh, I can I can finally say that um, a small slice of me has supported the Angels for most of my ah. life since I grew up um, a little bit near Anaheim. Gotcha. So yeah, I, I know it's I, I've been waiting a little while to say it, but it's <laughs> it's nice it's nice to be able to say it now because like you know when you have two um, two of like almost literally the best players in Major League Baseball right now on your roster that. You yeah. want to get noticed a little bit, and I think that's what the Angels are doing now. And you got you got Anthony Rendon turning around to bat left-handed against Brett Phillips and hitting a 410-foot home run. That's it's it's a lot of fun out there in it's Anaheim right now. Just as much home runs as the Tigers outfit. There you go. So we'll get to that little. Yeah, that's pretty bad. And so, I you know what? I don't like Anaheim because they've always beat the Tigers. They've Tigers have had so the A's. <laughs> At least in the regular season. Yeah. The Tigers have had I think two or three winning road trips in the last. 20 years in Anaheim, or 25 years or so. I just remember them always struggling in Anaheim. So, so David, what is your good, the, the good, the bad, and the ugly for you? Um, should I say all three? Or yeah, just yeah, go go yeah yeah yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, my my good for today is um, Christian Yelich hitting for the cycle for the third time. And aren't That's they a, all against the Reds? Yep, all of them are against the Reds, and um. Uh, it's actually relatively recent for who did it last. There's Trey Turner and Adrian Beltre who did it last. But like hitting hitting for the cycle, it's like especially um, they did it. He did it at Great American, which is like it's not it's not exactly a pitcher's park. It's like it's pretty easy to hit stuff out there. So like for for hitting a especially against the same team three times, it's like that's something I 
really admire about Christian Yelich as a player. So, you know, he's been having a kind of a down year this year. So this could be the spark for him to start doing stuff. Yeah, that's good. All right. What about what's your bad? Um, well, uh, moving on from Christian Yelich, my bad is the Reds. And um, just feel really bad for that fan base. Um, it's like it seemed like last year they were just a piece or two away from taking the next step. It's like, you know, it's just unfortunate you have a guy like Joey Votto who almost nearly won the MVP a few years ago but got beat out by Stanton, John Carl Stanton. And, um, you know, it's like Cincinnati's pitching staff right now. They, like, they have the worst ERA. They've given up the most home runs, most hits. It just... It's a, it's a tough time to be a Reds fan right now, and I I know the three of us can really empathize with that, being Tigers fans, but, yeah, it's like... It's, it's just, like I said, they were this close, literally, playing the world's smallest violin, that close to being a, <laughs> being a playoff team. Well, yeah, I mean, they did make the playoffs, right? And then they got one run in three games, I think, or something yeah. like that? Yeah, it was or against two, the Braves, right? And I, they got, I thought it was the Marlins, but maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe it was the Braves. It's 2020, right? Yeah. Yeah, you, you might be right. I, no, you, a couple of years ago, the Reds are like my nightmare for what could happen to the Tigers. I wrote about it at the old Tigers Minor League Report website about how the Reds, they were doing a rebuild for like four or five years, and they had multiple top ten picks, and then they went for it. That was the year they traded for Trevor Bauer, and I don't know, remember who else they traded for, and all they got out of it was that one playoff series, and then it all fell apart again because the guys they, they went after became free agents. And and so they or, or they you know they let Castellanos go and so now they're the worst team in baseball again and it's like oh man like they didn't have the you know they did try to do the teardown and rebuild and they screwed that part up and the guys they drafted like Nixon Zell didn't work out Jonathan India has worked out well I mean I wouldn't say not worked out quite yet for Nixon Zell like I've, but, but you know he, he he's was struggling yeah I mean he was supposed to be like he was the top hitter in that college class and. He, he's been, you know, they moved him all over the place. They yeah, had a second, honestly, they had a third. They played in center field. He was hurt a lot. He had, like, vertigo. Uh, and so, yeah, just like the guys that were supposed to be the foundational pieces of the rebuild. you got Hunter Green up pitching now, but he's, you know, he's throwing super hard, but he also has the most, most hittable fastball. Um, and, yeah, so now they're rebuilding again. And it's like, yeah, it, it just, that's my nightmare for what happens. It's like the Tigers, if they continue this way, like, oh, I guess we got to trade Eduardo Rodriguez and Javier Baez now to get what we can. And Michael Fulmer's gone. And, yeah, like I don't see that happening, but ugh, I don't know. I feel like I feel for the Cincinnati fans just like you do. Especially because I know Cincinnati is a really good baseball town. They, I mean, they mm -hmm. are really. Everybody's talked about that. I know that Cassiano's talked about that recently, and that's but, when he bashed the Reds owners. Yeah, in that interview. Yeah, yeah. The uh, Wolf on Wall Street looking want to be douchebag, <laughs> um, but the uh, no, the Reds are really do fantastic in terms of how they're perceived to play baseball. And they had some weird ownership too. Mark Shaw wasn't exactly a saint either. And I would say less than a saint, yeah. 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 She, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> her legacy is yeah. Yeah. So and do you have the ugly or was that uh Um I actually do have an ugly and it's uh it's not long, but I do kinda have like my own little spiel to spit out if you guys feel like hearing it. Sure. Yeah, so um it this is actually kind of a quiz question for you guys. So since the StatCast era began in 2015, uh, 62 Tigers have debuted with the team. And this is kind of my ugliest, because everybody always asks why. Why, are the ti why is Tigers hitting so bad? And it seems in my research that the Tigers do not ha do an amazing job at developing hitters. And so 
my question to you guys is that of those 62 players, 19 of those were hitters, mm-hmm. and seven of those 19 hitters were homegrown Tigers. And let's say, let's see if you guys, I want to see if you guys can name those seven Tigers. Okay. So from since, since 2015? Since, since 2015. 2015. Okay, so um, I'll take a you guess. Wanna, you want to alternate? Yeah. Okay, so. Uh, Dixon first... Machado? That's one. That's okay. the that's first one. Uh, crap. <laughs> he took my guess. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, no, no, it's okay. Um, I would say since, 20, since 2015, he said, right? Yep. Okay. So then my other one would be, there's a. Catcher, a catcher in there? Yeah, he is a catcher. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Debuted, ah. debuted in 2018. Okay. Oh, um, uh, Grayson Ryder. Yes, sir. Nice. That's that's one. Five uh, more to go. Stephen Moya. Um, was he 2014? I think it was 2014. Yeah, yeah he was 2014. Okay. okay. I, I get my first X. <laughs> <laughs> Put it right over. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Too like the family. You style. Yeah, cheat and turn around and look, yeah. The okay, so the second one would be then Sergio Alcantara. Uh, does he count as homegrown? They traded for him. Oh, wait, yeah, oh, no, yeah. he is. Oh. He, he was in the um, JD Martinez trade. Yeah, that's right, no, that's right. That's right. He is. Um, I know. I know this. There's this another is, little. This e- is why it's. It, yeah, it's a good point. Like, yeah, this there's is, smoke coming out of the top of his head right yeah. now. Chris, I mean, okay, you go. You go ahead. I mean, go Spencer ahead. Torkelson. It, yes, yeah, it, that is one. Too easy, sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, no, you're right. It was too easy. But no, it was the obvious choice. Obviously, or obviously the right choice. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to think of the out. There's something. There's an outfielder in there. There was an outfielder missing. last year. There was yeah. there. Let's see. There are three outfielders on okay. this list of what you have left. So the outfielder would be Jacob Robson. Uh, yes. Yeah, he came last year. Yep. Before yep. that, you have Kristen Stewart. Yep. There we go. And um, Mike Gerber. Mike Gerber, I forgot about Mike Gerber. Is that it? Those yeah, yeah, Mike Gerber, yeah. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm trying to check these off so I don't lose track while you're so saying you, them. You guys Gr- are Grinder, Torkelson, Machado, Gerber, Stewart, Robson. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. there's, okay, so there has to be an infield. There's an infielder in there, isn't it, that we're missing, right? Um, no. Oh, you guys it, have one player left. Is it another one catcher? Player. Is it another catcher? Um, no, he was an outfielder. So wait, there's four okay. outfielders, Oh, huh? four outfielders, so you said three. Yeah, okay. You lied to us. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just joking. Here, okay, you, you um, want a hint? Then I'm gonna. Okay. Then I'm assuming, and he made his debut in 2019. No. <laughs> he no. made his debut in 2015. 2015. 2015. Ooh. Tyler Collins. Um. Was he before no, that? he was 2014. Ah. Uh, <sighs> here's a here's a hint. He was drafted in the sixth round, 180th pick in the sixth round. What school? Um. Mm, I didn't write that down. <laughs> oh. I'm not Matt Shepard. I don't know where everybody graduated from. Where's your school? Six-round outfielder. Six-round outfielder, 2015. I'm going to have to go with, uh, you know what, Chris? Another Creighton. Who's another guy who went to another Creighton? Another Creighton? Creighton. Uh, it wasn't Gerber, so we mentioned Gerber. He was like a 15th-round pick. No, no, I was going to say Danny Woodworth, but he never Woodworth, but he never made no, it. No, neither did, uh, boy. 2016, 2015 drafts, you said? Yes, sir. Derek Hill? Uh, oh. No, he hit. Chris already got him. You didn't say Derek Hill. No, I didn't. Or, no, he didn't. It's did, Derek did Hill. Did you say Derek? No. It, it, I, I guess, yeah, you got Derek Hill, but it's not Derek Hill. 
So wait, there, oh, he was the 2014 class, wasn't he? He was drafted in 2014, 23rd oh, pick overall. Okay. Yeah, but so since Statcast, but he has made his debut in the Statcast era. But I, yeah, I did, we didn't get him. I don't know. I'm stumped. It's probably gonna. It's gonna. Okay, you know what? I guarantee you. I. I it was. Go ahead. It was Daniel Fields. Daniel Fields. He played one game. He played Daniel one Field. game for the. Sure? Really? He played one game for the Tigers. He doubled. Registered one hit and it was a double. Yeah, he doubled. I played one him game. At all playing up here. He made came for one oh, game. Crap. Yeah. So I guess my ugly is um, fans wonder why the Tigers don't have a good offense, and I feel is that, you know, we might have to just show our hand with this one and just like start drafting pitchers because apparently we do an amazing job developing them, and just yeah. it's just a struggle because like you know, I made a handy dandy chart here explaining it, and like since 2015, the non-homegrown Tigers hitters include one Jeffrey Marte, Jacoby Jones. Um, Ronnie Rodriguez, Victor Reyes, who is still with the Tigers, admittedly, Dowell mm-hmm. Lugo, um, Jake Rogers, Travis Demerit, Willie Castro, uh, Isaac Paredes, Daz Cameron, Sergio Alcantara, and Zach Short. Merritt, by the way, had three home runs the other night. Who did? Yeah, which Demerit. made me cry a little bit. Well, He's tearing it up with the Braves right now. Yeah. Yeah, you know. He's always been a big home run guy. Yeah, and I remember he had two home runs off uh, Garrett Cole in spring training once, I think. Yeah, and but we, were all, we were all getting excited about that. I think, yeah, I mean, he's just going to be an all-or-nothing hitter. Maybe he figures it out, but he was always a guy who just swung too much and, and or swung and missed too much, basically. But, no, uh, but that's the reason why when I did the article for Woodward Sports is essentially the flaws have been there for a long time and addressing the, in terms of infield prospects or just offensive talent outside of the, for even infielders, you can name on one hand. I mean, infielders tires have developed, but in any case, uh, Chris, what is your good and the bad, the ugly? Ah, so very good. I, I, for some reason in my head, I was like, there's probably going to be new people tuning into this today. People who just happen to be watching Woodward Channel at night. So uh, I just did it. It's a full Tigers, good, bad, and ugly, which we never do because a lot of times we use this as a, you know, just to kind of take a look around the league. But my good is Mr. Colt Keith, ladies and gentlemen, who, uh, you know, was was their fifth round pick, their sixth overall pick in the 2020 draft, the only five round draft uh, or five rounds. And he was awesome last year in, in low A, got all the way up to high A West Michigan uh, by August, I want to say, which was super rare for he was a 19 year old. And then he got up there. He, he hit the brakes hard up there. It was, you know, it was a, a jump up a level and he struggled and he was off to a slow start this year. But I haven't checked what he did tonight. I think he had a sack fly tonight, but uh He's been outstanding for West Michigan so far this year. He's uh, last I checked, he was hitting 327 with about a 10% walk rate, a strikeout rate under 20%, and a 218 isolated power, which is again, you know, slugging minus batting average basically just tells you what his power is. And it's not a ton of over the fence power. He's got three home runs, although a couple of them have been bombs. Uh, but he's got a lot of doubles and triples. He just sprays line drives all over the field. And so right now we're heading into today's game. He had a 165 WRC plus. He was one of wow. five. One of five. Um, players 20 or younger in the minors at at a or at high a or above so it's kind of small subset uh with with a wrc plus of 150 or better and the other four are like top 100 prospects it's mason win of the, the cardinals you got robert hassel of the padres uh who else was it marco luciano of the giants and the other one is a, a kid from the rockies who was kind of an arrow up guy before the season and he's really uh taken off so yeah i mean you got cole keith out there performing like a potential top 100 prospect which is nice for the tigers as we were just talking about they can't develop hitters he looks like he might be one uh, and and he's a 
I even I look back at the number of, of players 20 or younger who are hitting at this level, at this level of the minors, and hitting this well, and it's like an all-star team. You got like Christian Yelich, Mookie Betts, Julio Rodriguez, uh, who else is here? Austin Jackson, Corey Seager, Vlad Jr., Giancarlo Stanton, Elo Jimenez, and Nick Castellanos is the last Tigers to hit like the Tigers player to hit like this. So, yeah, I think that's good. I think it's a good development, and fans are always like, hey, send them up. Call them up. Yeah, Move call them up. Them up. Time, to, time to send them to the area. Call them up. Let's go. And, I, I, and, you know, I get the temptation to do that. I don't think we'll see, unless he just goes ham and starts hitting 400. That's what happened with Castellanos when, in yeah. his second year. He literally hit, I think, over 400 for two months, and they're like, well, all right, we got to send you to the Erie. So, or do you remember when we called up um, we called up Tyler Collins from Double A? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he made the opening day roster out of Erie. Yeah, and like I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, well, I mean, it, sometimes it, it it you know when guys have good spring training, they uh, they get their way up. But yeah, so I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't. We we've had some internal discussions about his defensive uh, home down the line, and yeah. that may keep him from being a top 100 prospect because I think he may end up moving to the outfield. He's playing mostly third base and second base now, but. He's can, he can hit, and that's just a good thing to see for the Tigers' prospects because we haven't seen a lot of that. Yeah, I mean, uh, he was um, – oh, sorry to cut you off. Been. Like, he was drafted as a third baseman. Yeah. And, like, they were thinking, like, didn't they stick him in first base a little bit? No. And, so he or, was, a, like, a high school shortstop, just like all the good yeah. athletes are, and he was a, a pitcher, too, and he can get his fastball in the low 90s. He really – he still has a really strong arm from third base, and so that part looks good. He just – he's already bulked up to, like, 235, and he's very muscular. Uh, and yeah, he just Gabe doesn't. Kapler, like, yeah, he doesn't look. We've watched him a, a lot, actually. We yeah. went up. We couldn't wait to. We went up to Lansing last year to see his pro debut, and uh, he's just a guy who's. He's just kind of stiff to me. He's more like a waist bender than a knee bender, if you will, which is more of like a offensive lineman thing. But I, I think it also works in the infield, and his hands just seem a little stiff. You know, he's made some really nice plays at second base, ranging up the middle, and he's got that cannon of an arm. So maybe he can make it work, and, and you know, particularly if you can keep the shift the shift stays. I don't know if, uh, you know, he can play kind of a shift-aided second base, I think, and that'd be fine. But I think he, he may ultimately end up in right field. And it's not going to be like a 25-30 home run right fielder. But it wouldn't shock me if he gets the 20 home runs in his prime. And the way he hits and sprays line drives, I think that'll be fine. I think he'll still be a plus a plus player at the major league level if he continues along this development. You know, you don't want to apply what he's doing in high A to the majors. But right. Did you guys notice that Major League Baseball released their very first first round mock draft today for 2022. I was it uh, was Jim Callis. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was Callis. So they, I think they have the Tigers taking Cam Collier, the third baseman out of JUCO. Mm, I believe yeah. No, actually, we might oh, be thinking about a different one, but um, they actually have the Tigers taking Brock Porter because oh, we love the, our high school local, right-handers. Mr. Rogelio Castillo went and saw him pitch live not that long ago yeah. because he does his. He, he gets out there. He hits it. Yeah, and Mark, and Mark uh, for the show, Mark Gurash was out there yesterday, and he was talking about his breaking ball was, like, pro breaking ball. And well, I, and that, I completely agree with that. That breaking ball is sick. Well, and that's, that was the big question about him because he has, he has the mid-'90s velocity. He's got a, a spectacular changeup, a parachute changeup. It's, like, 15-mile-an-hour, 20-mile-an-hour difference from his uh, fastball. And so the breaking ball was the question. He's a little bit like Dylan Lesko, who was considered the top pick, uh, pick in the draft or top high school pitcher until he blew out his arm. So, yeah, I mean, that would be kind of a fun story. I, you know, it's tough going back-to-back with prep uh, pitchers. You know, everybody's, uh, you know, clutching pearls over taking Jackson Job last year. The but. Tigers <laughs> love their high school right-handers. You know, can, mm-hmm. can we stop, like, I, I, <laughs> now that we're in a, a room where we all, we're both at, mm-hmm. knock it off, all right? Leave the kid alone. Why, why knock you, him off. Why are you yelling at David? I'm not yelling at David. Sorry, David. Oh. I'm, not yelling, I'm not yelling at you. You're, you're fine. But knock it off, all right? No. 
if I see one more person tweeting about that Joe was a bust, seriously, go after yourself. All right? Go after yourself. You want a kid to root. You're rooting for a kid to fail so you can be right and feel better. Shut up. And you know what? You know what's fun? And, and everybody always... They they yell about Marcelo Meyer, right? Marcelo Meyer, Marcelo Meyer. Marcelo Meyer. You know yeah. he's like the fourth best uh, shortstop from that class right now by by stats. Jordan Lawler, who remember was the number one player for forever and then struck out too much yeah. and fell down. Struck out. He's much, yeah. he's destroying the minors right now. Khalil Watson was doing well. Isaac Pacheco, not a shortstop, hitting just fine, and that was the Tigers' second round pick. Yeah, so no like, one talks about him at all. Nobody. Because he's about. not a shortstop. But no, uh, yeah, true. I mean, but, they're gonna uh, move him to third base if I'm not mistaken. Right? Yeah, he's been mostly yeah, playing third right, base because yeah. he's just an enormous kid already. He's gonna grow, grow into Jim Tomey size, I think. Um, anyway, so that was my good. Was a Tigers hitter. My bad is another Tigers hitter, and I guess we have to talk about it. And Spencer Torkelson, um, I, you know. The major leagues is tough. I don't think anybody expected it would be this tough for Spencer Torkelson. He is, uh, after today, he's hitting, what, 146 on the season. Um, batting average doesn't mean much anymore, but you have to hit a little to stick in the majors, you know, particularly if you were the first overall pick and you're a first baseman and you were supposed to be a generational hitter. You, you kind of have to hit better than 146. Uh, and in the last two weeks, Torkelson is two for 40 with, I think, four walks and 15 strikeouts. Yeah, so I mean, that, he's... um. He's, uh, any of you want to, without looking it up, you want to take a stab at his May numbers right now? They, oh, the May numbers, so they've, he's got to be. Oh, no, I, no, it, I, I looked it up earlier. It's got to it be earlier. like one for 27 or something yeah, like that. Like, no, he he's, two hitting, he's hitting a whopping 0.38 right now, 0. 0.038, yeah. with yeah. one hit and 26 at bats. It's like, you know, it's like, I know there's going to be such thing as growing pains. It's like that yeah. happens. It's like everybody thought after that, um, monstrous home run he hit against the Royals that things were going to turn around but like you know like you alluded to like the Royals or Raj the Royals pitching is just a ruggling mm -hmm. so yeah in yeah. the big question I guess is why you know everybody you look at the baseball savant and, and he, he's hitting the ball hard there's certainly some bad luck here but he's striking out more than I think people are comfortable with the walks are nice but it's not a ton of walks it's like a 10% walk rate um, and, and we were talking about behind the show, and it's something we've talked about for two years, ever since we saw him at summer camp, that his swing is, it looks pretty, and he repeats it every time, but there's something about it that, that he cannot, it doesn't seem like he can manipulate the barrel to get to a ball unless it's exactly where he needs it to be, which is troubling to me. Right. Um, and, and again, I'm sure he'll, you know, Major Leagues is hard, the pitchers are attacking him, he's gotten some rough calls, but... I don't know how much longer you can kind of let him sit there before he might drown. Like, you know, it. they sent Akil Badu down for struggles that were similar uh, because they could. They had more outfielders, but I don't know. I mean, I, I don't. I, I know they don't want to send Torkelson down, and they're seeing what he's doing, put, seeing the work he's putting in. This is not for a lack of effort. But at a certain point, and this is like I was saying earlier, it's not up or shut up. You've got to produce at the big league level. It's great being a top prospect, but if, if you're not producing, you gotta go figure it out somewhere else because the Tigers need to win games. Yeah, especially in the fact that the, I think one of the things I picked up on when Inch was talking to the media last couple days is that it's not, you, you mentioned, it's not lack of effort, but also you look down, they would probably have to put Harold Castro at first base more often and notice that he was in the series of climb this week against Oakland at first base. The other part of it, too, is a lot of the balls, he was hitting ground ball third, ground ball third. Yep. Almost like 
like you can time it like almost and, and that and he's not getting to me is it just correct me if i'm wrong but i feel like he's not getting a lot of loss in the ball no it, and it, we saw this like it like I, I don't know how many people saw or watched spencer torkelson hit more than we did last year i'm sure the tigers did and people who have season tickets at the various minor league but we watched just about every game to get the clips for tigers minor league report and and he had stretches like this he, it was the, his stretch at the beginning of uh, at west michigan and other stretches where he just he he will not hit the ball. He'll be popping it up or hitting weak grounders, and then there will be like a two-week stretch where he's absolutely unstoppable. It's just laser, uh, laser, 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 home run, and that's where he was like toward the end at Toledo, and we were still just kind of waiting for that to happen for the Tigers, and and it seemed like it might, and then it just went the other way again. So I don't I don't know, you know, he seems like a perfect perfectly confident kid and and understands that. You know, he's putting in the work and the process matters and then the results will come. But like I said, at a certain point, like, you know, we joke about it. We, we post Cody Clemens clips and, and you know, he's, he's hitting well in Toledo. And it doesn't matter. Everybody else call him up. But at a certain point, like, do you move Jonathan Scope to first again and bring Clemens up or play Clemens at first? He's done that, too. That Just was to an give interesting show, though. Of, sorry to cut you mm -hmm. off. That was an interesting show of watching Jonathan Scope at first base last year, though. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't ideal. He's not. He's much better. as a, He's been one of the best defensive second baseman in baseball this year, which is kind of, kind of a he's saving a grace. He's a gold glove second baseman. Yeah. So, um, so you, could, you could put Clemens at first, too. But, like, just, just to get Torque's head clear, you know, send a guy down. They did it with Jared Kelenic in, in Seattle last year. It happens sometimes where guys, Jamer Candelario a few years ago, right? He had to go back to the minors. It, sometimes you need just to go down there and reset and see yourself hit the ball hard again. So, Yeah, um, so this is something... Uh, this may be an opinion that will that will age like milk in mm. five years, <laughs> or it, it can. I'd hate for it to be true, but like, when do we start like talking about like the Mike Zunino uh, problem that happened with uh, Seattle? Like when mm. they when they drafted him, I think he only spent like one or two years in the minors. Yeah, and I think it then he called one, up yeah. and like everybody thought he was going to be like the catcher of the future. But he ended up just only hitting home runs and like being a three-way catcher. It's like, mm -hmm. I don't want to start talking about Torkelson that way, but like, I honestly, I wasn't, I was happy he was coming up to Detroit for opening day mm -hmm. and like, you know, running on the field with your teammates and such. But like, when do we, when does the magic kind of fizzle? I think it's going to be a while. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be a while. I really, I really think that it's just going to, if he gets down in Toledo, works on his game a little bit, I think he'll be fine. I'm not... I was very critical, not necessarily super critical, but I was kind of skeptical that first month we saw him at West Michigan, and then all of a sudden when he was in it was the Wisconsin yeah. series where he turned it around yep. and became this different hitter. Then when we saw him in Erie, everything was hard hit, hard hit, yeah. and same thing with Toledo. He tried to go to right, and eventually when he started figuring out how to go to right, mm -hmm. it became kind of like I felt more, okay, this guy gets it. He knows what he's trying. His approach to plate is calculated and it's measured. And so, I again... But the problem is, is that yeah, you got to put scope back at first. You put Clemens up, and, and again, this it, mm. is Clemens going to be solving your problems. Who knows? But I don't want what I don't want to happen for Clemens or Torkelson is that they struggle at the plate and then they lose it a little bit. Yeah, it, it, well, the, the other element to that is, and, and you know, AJ Hinch, the people always talk about him being a psychology major. Thinks about all these things, but you do wonder, like, I what I know what he doesn't want to do is send Torkelson down and make it seem like oh it's his fault he's the one not like we'll get rid of him and then we'll get better like he doesn't want I'm, I'm sure he would love 
for Torkelson to just figure it out at the major league level. But I don't know how many, like you know, like I said, it's two for forty. Does it? Does he have to go four for eighty? Is it six for a hundred before they go? Okay, it's time. I don't. I, I think he's got another week or two to try to figure it out. But if not, yeah. you just you got to try something because, like I said, this is this is was not supposed to be another rebuilding year. Like we didn't think that they were a playoff bound. I mean, Avila stated to everybody that the rebuild is over. Yeah, and and but we thought that they would at least give Tigers fans some hope late to the season and and not not by the second week of May. Go well, all right. Yeah, and maybe that's why fans are mad at Avila for that. If they yeah. if he, if they're mad at him because he said the rebuild's over, then I understand the gripe. But did you get to your ugly yet? Did I what? No, no, I didn't. Sorry, okay. I've been taking forever. My ugly is the Tigers. What do you know? Yeah. Uh, so. Makes sense. Yeah, we don't. I, I don't know if this means anything at all, and, and we love to build narratives as people who follow sports and, and like, oh yeah. But the Tigers are now three and sixteen since Cabrera hit his three thousand hit. They were six and seven after that game, and they are three and sixteen since. Um, I don't know if, again, it could be absolutely nothing. It almost certainly is, but it just feels like the air is completely let let out of the whole team and the organization. Like, there was a lot of anticipation. You know, they they made the moves. Everybody was excited that the. the Stands were packed because people wanted to see it, and then they just fell on their face. And now everybody's just upset. You see people. We've got friends on Twitter fighting with each other about being optimistic and not optimistic. And it's just like, yeah, man, the, the Tigers are really kind of—they're hurting the team or hurting, hurting the city right now. And and I—I I don't know. Like we, we've talked about Senatorkelson down and things like that. It, it does feel like it's getting time, close to time, for somebody to take the fall. And I don't know if it's Scott Coolbaugh, but. Like, it's not going to be A.J. Hinch. I don't think they're going to find Alavila in the middle of the season. Uh, it's Scott Coolball. The, the, the offense just hasn't been there at all this year. And what I was going to say is uh, you've got the, the Tigers as a team have a .082 isolated power this year. .082. And I was looking. So the, uh, the last team to finish with an ISO under 100 was the 1993 expansion Marlins. Under 100. They're 18 points away from that. Before that, you, you have to go... Uh, if they finish the season with this ISO right now, it would be the seventh worst since 1947. And out of 800 and, or 1,885 teams, total seasons, this is, it, they're a historically bad offense right now. Yeah, we didn't even see those numbers in 2017, did we? No, yeah. no, this is... The, <laughs> Harold Castro's career isolated power is .082. The Detroit Tigers are Harold Castro the team right now. That's what they are. They're hitting Harold the team. And I don't know if that means they gotta chuck Harold Castro into like the fires of Mount Doom to end the curse. But yeah, th there's just absolutely no offense and it's inexplicable. We were talking about uh, Austin Meadows earlier. Doesn't have a home run. Four guys in this team had 20 home runs last year. Meadows, Baez, Scope, Grossman. They've got four so far this year. It's I, I can't explain it at all. Maybe it's the new ball. Maybe something's going on. But like, I I don't want to blame Scott Coolbaugh. But at a certain point, like I said, somebody's somebody's got to go, and I need to hear a new voice. And uh, I don't know. Well, the, the, by the way, final line of Austin Bergner down in Erie: six innings, two hits, one run, eight strikeouts, sixty-four pitches, fifty strikes. Impressive. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll have that on the Tiger Mile report for sure. Probably up soon. So my good and my good and bad, the ugly this week involves the the good starts with the Arizona Diamondbacks and Kale Marte, who so far in the month of May has put up a slash line at 355, 474, and 645 with a weighted runs or WRC plus 
I'm just I'm just saying WRC plus for now. I'm not gonna try to say it the other way. <laughs> yeah. Of two oh nine. He's eleven for thirty one. Him and Dalton Marchero have been huge pluses for the Diamondbacks. And this is a team that we didn't expect a lot of. We thought they were gonna be kind of the laughing stock next to the Reds. But they're over five hundred. Yeah. The whole division Hmm. The whole NL West division bonus is over 500. Did, did they lose 102 games last year? They yeah. lost 100 games yeah. last year, I thought. So, yeah. Yeah, because they have the number one pick, right? I don't know if they... I think they have the number two pick. I think Baltimore caught them in the final. Oh, okay. But yeah, I think they had the same record. So, yeah, it was... Yeah. Not good. And yet, here they are. The bad is uh, Tejan Wa- Walker of the Mets. And look... I, I think it's Taiwan. Taiwan? Is it Taiwan? Yeah. yeah. I think it's okay. Taiwan Walker. Yeah. Yeah. I did see it. Okay. So, Taiwan Walker, I wanted the Tigers to sign him for the last two off-seasons. And maybe and he did start off really well. He had a good first half of the season last year. But he has fallen off a cliff since the second half of the season. 11 innings this year, K per nine of 5.73. And going back to the last season, 30 innings, he's posted an ERA 6.75, allowing nine home runs in that span. So... You know, that is bad. You know what is funny, though, is is if you look at his swinging strike rate, I think it's exactly the same as Alex Fido's this year. <laughs> I think it's like 12.6. So either he's been really un- unlucky or anything can go south with Alex Fido any second. And then the, the other part of the uh, bad that I wanted to mention is the splits among the Orioles. So I posted this early on Twitter and thought it was worth bear repeating on the, uh, on the podcast. Is Baltimore on the road, by the way, is... They're, excuse me, at home, they have an ERA under three. So they are, and I can't find it now. Because they use that, they, they cut a big chunk out of the field. Yeah, and we're, they were talking about in the press box how ugly that is. How yeah, it's weird. looking that is. I'm all, um, I'm all for weird looking stadiums, but yeah, yeah, not, not just not, taking like a cookie cutter chunk out of it and going, oh, there you go. Yeah. The it, stadium it, monster ate it. It's ridiculous. But so, yeah, they're, they have an under three ERA at home, and on the road, their ERA is over five. So, oh, mm. here it is. Home ERA, 2.15, a FIP of 3.29, and they've allowed six home runs. At home, uh, on the road, 5.37 ERA, FIP of 4.65, bag average 268, and they've allowed 20 home runs. So. Splits? Yeah. Caverns, you know, whatever that ugly thing is going on in left field. <laughs> and then my ugly is also the Detroit Tigers, but I put it a little different for you. Oh, oh we both had, yeah. Yeah. I, it makes sense. Yeah. yeah, everything about the Tigers is ugly. You're absolutely except right. for the bullpen. Nothing, yeah, except for the bullpen. Mm-hmm. It's Although today, the today was ugly. Oh yeah, it's not I mean, bad. It's just ugly. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. and the rotation. I will say the rotation this week had a decent week. Yeah. Michael Pineda forgot too. He pitched good too. Yeah, Pineda. Yeah, he pitched. He was six in, almost seven innings. Yeah, he went five innings. Yeah, it it's five funny. Innings. He looks so, funny to me when he takes his hat off because he's his hair. He's got his receding hairline. And I'm like, that doesn't yeah. look like him. But he's not trying to fool anybody. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't have the LeBron headband going on. The Detroit Tigers outfield as a collective have two home runs. That's it. And you talk about ISO earlier. Their mm-hmm. ISO is .070. And let me see. I think their home runs are from Akil Badu, who, who is, is no not, longer in yeah. the Detroit. And who is who? Who the other one? Was it Haas? Or? I think. Or, yeah, there's Haas has one and Badu has one. Yeah, are, are we counting Haas as an outfielder though, or as a catcher? Left field. It depends on where he was. Was Wait, he in bang? He did. He was. It was opening day, wasn't it? When he hit the home run off Hendricks. I totally forgot the. Yeah, oh, yeah, but he was a pinch hitter. I thought. Yeah, I, I was there, and I didn't nice. even can't remember that. Yeah, he was yeah. there too, right? Um, yeah. yeah, that's bad. You need power. Uh, well, we were talking about the show. The Tigers have twelve home runs. Yeah. Twelve home runs. Cecil Fielder had twelve home runs through twenty-seven games in nineteen ninety. 
the Tigers have 12 through 32 games as a team. Well, I mean, it's just the fact that, like, we, we alluded to this at the beginning of the show. It's like you watch the at-bats that the players took today, and, like, just we're swinging, we're swinging at balls and just taking, taking everything else. It's like, yeah, yeah we're just... You know, like I talked about scopes at bat, or like not even scope, just like every other Tigers at bat throughout the game today. It's like the Oakland A, the people were talking about how good the Oakland A staff looked today, but like when you can, doesn't matter where you throw the ball, and you're gonna get a swing and miss on it, then yeah, it, it's, yeah, it's and, and, and I was talking to an A's reporter, um, give me a forgot her name in the press box last night, and we're talking about the the lefty Zach Ro- uh, Zoke, is it Zach Ro- Logue? Logue, yeah, and. He was not really, he was expected to go back in the minors, and he went out there, he looked like a Cy Young guy against the Tigers. It was just, it is what it is, and, and as much as we try, okay, the one thing about our podcast, if you know, if you listen to us for a long time, is we keep things 100%, as the kids would say. <laughs> kids would say. We keep and it 100. There's nothing mid? People say mid. We're keeping nothing, it real. We yeah. keep it real, yes, thank you. We keep it real. And this team is bad. However, I'm not also going to jump off and go on Twitter and call Alabila somebody who, quote, colors, uh, uses crayons in a color, coloring <laughs> box. I, some, I, of the, some of the, some of the, I'm sorry, some of the crap I've seen on Twitter, I, I can't, I can't hold back. It's, knock it off. I think one of the problems a, is, is baseball is so much different than the other three big sports that, you know, have so many fewer games and in football rules everything so everyone brings a football sports mentality to all sports commentary and so the tigers are off to a brutal start and i don't think they're gonna get back to 500 and it sucks but it's the equivalent of, of starting 0 and 3 in the nfl basically it's been one fifth of the season uh it doesn't mean that they're gonna you know you don't want to start 0 and 3 in football or whatever but but people want to take people get so fired up over every game in the nfl and you you cannot live and die with every game yeah, in can. the Major League Baseball. It, it, in the Major League Baseball, you, you can't because what was the old saying? Like you, you, every season, just mark it down. You're going to win 50 games. You're going to lose 50 games. It's what you do with the other 100 or other 62. And the Tigers have uh, you know it looks like they're going to lose more than 50. But I don't know. Like yeah, we can, we can't kill them yet. And we've been saying it since before the season began that we think this team is going to be more talented and better as a team, but that doesn't mean they're going to have a better record because baseball right. is weird. Last year, they got some really good luck. They, and, and this year, they're not hitting the ball, and, and it, nobody can explain it. I have, it. It's like the Major League Baseball is trying out a new baseball just for the Tigers, but then other teams are hitting home runs against them, so I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's the, that's the hard thing, though. It's like baseball is a sport that can make you cheer, and it can also make you cry. No. It's just, like, that's the problem with the Tigers. It's like, you know... I was kind of hoping for a better May because, like, you guys remember last year, it's like we had yeah. an abysmal April paralleled with this year, but we picked it up in May, and we kind of just rode the high from there. But it's just, it's just a struggle because, like, it, we went. I, I talked about this on the minor league report. It's like, um, I don't want to talk about it, and it struggle. It pains me to talk about it, but 2015. Yeah. That was supposed to be like people at the Tigers making the World Series that year. Is like we addressed all the needs and we did everything we had to do. And where did that lead us? You know. Yeah. Well, that was yeah. in, in before your time mostly, but 2008 was the same way. 2008, you know, they made the World Series in 2006. They were a contender in 2007 until I don't know if it was Polanco or Sheffield or both of them got hurt down the stretch. And 2008, they're like, all right, well, they traded for Miguel Cabrera. They got Dontrell Willis. 
they traded for Edgar Renteria. Like it was going to be I mean, this, they, was, were gonna, they were going to score a thousand runs, and it was the worst Tigers team in that like ten year stretch. Renteria, he put he put on a, l- a little bit, he yeah. l- a little bit of weight when he came to Detroit, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah it was just it's, it's like, sometimes things don't work out, and in that year, like it was Verlander's worst year until 2015 or I think something. Like 14. That. What's yeah. that? I want to say it was 14. Yeah, it sounds when he was injured too. But yeah, it's so you can you can. Rogers wrote an article the other day about the you know winning the off season or whatever, getting off season grades, how it doesn't matter because. Once you get on the field, that's that's all that matters. And and the narrative that, like we're talking about narratives again, the, the thing everybody brought up last year, the Tigers, Tigers started 9-24, and 24, and then after that, they played above 500 baseball. Well, they're 9-23 and 23 now this year. And it's like, do we have to do that again? Are they going to be able to do that again? Everybody was like, yeah, if they just don't start 9-24 and 24 this year, they might be a contender, and uh, here we are. And Jeff Reeder, uh, after the post game, after the show, or after the game today, asked what his message to his Tiger fan base about the 23rd loss, and he was. I don't care about last year. I'm paraphrasing. You don't care about last year. I'm that. And he walked off. Yeah. Look, the, I, the bottom line is this: you don't blame a you can you can blame a Vila, and it's fruitless. You blame Hinch, but this is the lineup he has. He cannot physically force these people. And I feel like I sound like a broken record, but they're gonna go out and do what they have to do. It's not cliche to say, "Look, we gotta win tomorrow." They know they gotta win. No shit. I mean, <laughs> you know, no crap. They gotta win. How dare you? No, it, yeah, I mean, it's 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 like the old classic. Like you, the players play the game. It's ultimately up to them. I don't know how you you pre- play to win. I don't know how you prevent the entire team from playing below their level. Right. And this is not like people are like, yeah, Candelario was never good. Okay, well, he was a top ten third baseman the last two years. I mean, Jonathan Scope was, like was never good. He was he led like he was leading the team for like two months last year. Yeah, D- DFA is Scope. Who are you gonna replace him with? Oh, we yeah. gotta get Cody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, and then you, when Cody Clemens struggles, you're gonna crap on him too. Yeah, and then and everybody wants to get Willie, uh, Willie Castro at all times. And Hinch obviously likes him. Willie Castro has been dead to Tigers fans for three years now. Yeah, he's been. I mean, yeah. look at Bat Fip is over. Yeah, he's getting lucky, but he's so he's what? one of the few he's guys hitting. hitting right now. I know. Like, I mean, he almost won, he almost won Rookie of the Year in 2020 during he, the COVID well, season. I mean, yeah, he had a ridiculous like 50 yeah. game stretch there, but yeah, he hasn't done much since. But yeah, I don't know. It, it's like, and that just goes along to the thing. Like everybody wants a resolution right now and it just doesn't work that way in baseball you can look back on it and go hey that fixed it uh but you just kind of in his hinch you hear him talking about it. he's like we're gonna go try to win tomorrow that's what he says all the time and i, I don't know what else you can do as yeah, a manager I mean, that's with kind of like a evolution of dave martinez's famous line of go one and know every day yeah and, and his nationals that nationals team was i don't think they were quite this bad but they were off to a terrible start and, and dave martinez was going to get fired and they got super hot and it, it could happen with the tigers like it feels like it's impossible right now but we've seen the solid pitching we've seen the solid bullpen if the bats magically wake up and they can they could still contend but yeah. it's it's they're going to need to turn around soon all right let's uh wrap it up we got a couple questions we, we do have some questions yes yes we do have some questions um, there's one that we got via the Twitter, my Twitter DM. Somebody slid in my DMs and asked me a question uh, that I put on the show sheet. And let me see if I, I Yeah, I here. got one too. Yep. So this is from Mark F on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Speaking of AJ Hinch, what is the likelihood of AJ Hinch opting out and is Lombard a realistic hire if that happens? I, I think George Lombard could be a guy who could find another job next year. If he wanted to, if he gets, if there's yeah. a firing, he could, he's earned that kind of prestige. Yeah, no, I, I who knows with the AJ Hinch opt out stuff, like, you know, we, people were getting all up in arms because he was talking about how, you know, being down in Houston. He talked to home. the owner in Houston. Ooh. Yeah. Um, and, and we've never 
received any real confirmation that he actually does have an opt-out in his contract. I mean, he's also a manager. He could just quit, right? I mean, like, I don't think there's a non-compete. He could quit and go right. at, at Houston. They might have to pay some, but I don't know. I, I think A.J. Hinch is a guy who has a lot of pride, and I'm sure he wants to get this turned around. He was, he was brought here to try to win. Now, if things go completely south, maybe he gets fired, quits, you know, takes another job. And, yeah, Lombard, I think, would be a great hire, and I, Hinch would probably want to bring him along, but I mean, you, there's only so many managerial jobs, and, and Lombard was a guy who was getting interviewed for jobs anyway. I think he interviewed with the Dodgers. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, maybe not the Dodgers because Dave Roberts has been there. But, but um, yeah, so, I, I mean, we can cross that bridge if and when they ever get there, but I I know, I, you know, they will find a manager <laughs> if Hinch leaves. It doesn't... We always talk about managers don't seem to make that much of a difference, but who knows? Well, I mean, that was the hard thing, though, because, like, the, this was supposed to be um, A.J. Hinch's reunion tour yeah. after his suspension. But, like, you know, and, and he, cho- he chose to come here. It's like I heard he interviewed the White Sox before he signed, he signed his contract with Detroit. It's like, like you said, it's like mm. he's a seems like a prideful man. It's like he, he wants to finish out the rebuild, but, you know, yeah. you can't, can't say he wouldn't opt out. It's like, mm-hmm. and plus, people were talking about George Lombard when we signed him. That he was like, he was yeah. almost, he was like the Golden Goose hiring. Yeah, he, like might been, uh, he might have been. He might have been option B for him. Or I don't remember who else was, who they would have been. Lo- they were looking at uh, what, Freddie Gonzalez, was it, and somebody else. But yeah, I mean Lombard, I think would be an obvious choice. And, and but who knows? I mean, he's in that locker room too. Maybe the the whole thing's toxic, and they got to get rid of the whole coaching staff but let's you know it's been a year and a month and some change so we'll we'll, we'll hold off on that for now um we also we got a couple questions we got uh, epic three or Ep- uh, epic d3c uh, it's gonna be a tough name for me to pronounce asked uh which uh if the tigers get the number one pick which is a little bit down the line who do we want them to take um I haven't. I honestly, yeah, I mean, questions are furthest thing from my mind right I now. mean, it's, it's tough to look at the 2023 yeah. draft right now. Uh, there, I did discuss it. There is a kid named Max Clark. He's an outfielder out of Indiana who some people think is, is a generational talent. I, it's probably a little bit much. He's probably, yeah, what, what do you got? Or, um, I personally would like Drew Jones, but the... Um, well, that's for the 2022 draft. He's, he's saying if they get the number one pick for 2023. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, okay, I misheard yeah. the question. Okay, excuse me. No, no, it's no problem. It's, it's, yeah, I mean, we, that's that's what's kind of funny about this question. It's like we haven't even gotten into the 2022 draft yeah. very we're, much. because we're, we're just starting our it's another like prep right now. Six weeks away. But yeah. yeah, 2023, because they're playing so poorly, could they get the first pick? And it's possible. I mean, there's a lottery thing now. Yeah, we got to get lucky with the lottery now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah but the they Red do Wings, have... Red Wings they, just got the eighth pick in the draft. For yeah. the lottery recently. They, they, they'd never get any lottery luck. Is it like the, but the Tigers have the, like the second or third worst record right now. Um, and the big names in the draft, I mentioned Max Clark. There's Dylan Cruz, who was like a top 15 talent in the draft a couple years ago. He's been down in LSU, uh, tearing it up. And then there's Jacob Gonzalez, the shortstop out of Ole Miss, who uh, is kind of like Marcelo Meyer, but a college version. Like he's a guy who doesn't have a ton of, of power, but he's such a good hitter he's probably going to get to 20 home runs a year anyway, and he's a good defender. He's not, they call him like a Cali, Cali shortstop. There's a specific kind of smooth, like Marcelo Meyer, smooth, so, not, not necessarily a ton of range or like quick twitch, but they just get to everything and they make all the plays, and that's what Gonzalez is considered. So if it gets smooth. to that point, maybe they get, you know, one of those three guys, but who knows? It's, uh, you know, it's more than a year away. Yeah. I, I appreciate the question. It's just like it's tough no, that, to, to that focus was, on right now. That's a very good question. Absolutely. What's the next one? 
Uh, Deadly Ninja Bee said, uh, which of the Tigers' pitching prospects are dudes, and which are just guys? Well, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a good question. And, I, I look, I know that Garrett Hill is kind of like a polarizing mm-hmm. um, prospect. But I, I, I don't know. I like what I've seen so far in Erie. He's seeming he's attacking. He attacks his own pretty well. Mm. He's throwing a lot of strikes. He's got another. He had another good start, a consecutive start. He's not as streaky. Yeah. So I would go Garrett Hill. I like him as a quote unquote dude. Um, Wilmer mm. Flores, which we saw the bad side about, but <laughs> I mean it was it was bound to happen because mm-hmm. of course the week we go it happens. Um, I think Brandon White, two oh, winning uh, save last night. I think yeah. he's going to be something. I think just based off. Probably for the mm-hmm. bullpen. And from what I've seen, and this is, okay, I'm going by what I've seen. I don't try to um, just talk out of my ass and say, <laughs> based off, I look at box scores or anything. But another guy I really like, too, and, and Austin Bergner is somebody I'm, I'm a fan of, too. But I was trying to think of um, Dylan Smith. I mean, Dylan yeah, Smith is good, too. But I'm trying to think of somebody else in double A. Uh, what's the other starter they have in there um, missing? Uh, uh, Adam Wolf. You got, uh, yeah, he's, he, Hillberger. Oh, Reese Olson. Yeah, Olson. And but yeah. I think Olson's gonna be a reliever. That's just yeah. my opinion. Yeah. No, I, I think, um, you know, my my idea of guys and dudes has been all thrown out of whack now because Alex Fido was just a guy and then he looks like a dude. And Casey Mize is a dude and now he looks like a guy. And Matt Manning looks like neither. Yeah. And uh, so I don't know. I, I will say, yeah, the the you know the four guys. From I don't want to throw Flores into they got last year, but so Madden, Smith, and Job all have dude stuff. Uh, I think it, it's all varying degrees. Like I thought Madden looked the best, and then his last two outings he's just been destroyed. Uh, so I don't know what's going on there. Dylan Smith has had a couple rough outings. He's a guy who really smooth delivery, good stuff, not great stuff. I would say you know it's a fastball like ninety two, ninety five, a couple good breaking balls. But he's a guy who, who hasn't been missing a ton of at-bats, or a ton of, I always say that, a ton of at-bats. <laughs> he is missing a ton of at-bats because he's a pitcher. He's not missing a ton of bats, though, which we talked about earlier. Uh, and I don't know if that is an issue going forward. Uh, but Wilmer Flores, I think, is, is dude number one. As Rod yeah. said, we did catch his worst outing of the year. He threw 30 pitches. But the first uh, 10 pitches were dominant. He got yeah. a strikeout on a breaking ball and a strikeout on a fastball. He's got stuff that'll play in the bigs uh and the rest of the guys you kind of just have to wait on it um but again like you know they're multiple years away to me garrett hill is, is more of a guy but he's 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 kind of a guy that continues to prove it and it's it's vaguely reminiscent of spencer turnbull who yeah. was never a top 100 prospect never i mean he was a top 30 prospect but never considered one of the tigers like you know hey this guy's gonna be up here and gonna be a, a big league regular and then he came up and just got guys out and then threw a no-hitter last year. Last year, he looked like he was on the way to dude status before he got hurt. Uh, so Garrett Hill could be one of those guys. I like, we got to take a look at Bergner. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, and Jackson Joe, we're going to give him time to grow into a dude. Yeah. He's just a little dude Reno right now. No, but I just think Hill's breaking balls have looked sharper than they did this year. Yeah. I mean, even in the Arizona Fall League, going back to the Arizona Fall League. So what, yeah, what's, what's shocking to me about Hill is, is from clipping together starts how many strikeouts he gets with his fastball, which is not... It's like a 93 to 94 mile fastball, and he throws it right at the letters, and guys swing and miss. And 
that's good. <laughs> like, if you can throw your fastball by guys, I think you can get, get outs. I wonder what his spin rate is. Does he have crazy spin outs? I don't think so. I don't think he's got unusually high spin rates. So I don't know what, what it is about that. He might have a, a good approach angle. But, um, yeah, and he's got a good, he's got the full arsenal. So, but it is it makes you, like, like why is he still, he's striking out 10 guys a game uh, multiple times this year in Erie. It's like, what, he's 26. What's he still doing there? There's always, yeah, and I've come to find out working in the, Look at the press box. <laughs> but you, you find out and you hear things and you just uh, you go, oh, okay. And then just kind of storing your back of mind for later usage. Mm-hmm. Well, we have one more question? or uh, I got one sent to my DMs. It was from Gautam. Uh, I don't know how he pronounces his name, but it's, uh, you know, Welcome VCU style? NYU. Uh, and you see him now, and, and he had two questions. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Uh, yeah. He said, hello, Chris, not to be glass half full. Is Mize a bust? Um... He said, I just hate to be that guy. What do you think, David? I, I um, my, I've got the itchiest nose in the world right now. I, I, I don't know what's going on. It's the lights. It's uh, maybe lights, it is, yeah. It's the lights. I'm going to say, lights. on my, I'm going to say no. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's only because, like, you know, every, he had so much, he had, the expectations for him were so high coming out of Auburn. People are saying, like, he's the Tigers' next big thing. Mm-hmm. It, like, he's going to be, like, the heir to Justin Verlander. He's going to be the next number one guy. But, like, even now, it's... He hasn't given us any reasons to say bust yet, and especially like, even if we do get to that point, like there's so many options now in the major leagues. Like, do, like, does he have the stuff to be a fantastic number five starter? Of course. Mm-hmm. It's like even if it goes further, does he have fantastic stuff to be like a long guy in a bullpen? Yeah. It's like there's just so many options, mm-hmm. and like, with the talent that Casey Mize possesses, like I don't, I don't see him being like um, I, I don't know if you guys remember Brian Bullington. Uh, yeah, from oh, Ball State, like, was it? Yeah, the, Pirates. the, the great yeah. Dave Littlefield draft. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like I, I do not see that happening with Mize. Like he well, just has too much talent, and just I don't, I don't see it. Yeah, I mean Senior. it's 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 possible. You know, injuries could get him. Um, yeah, it's it's tough. Like there are multiple ways to look at it because he was the first overall pick in the draft, and you you obviously want that guy to be like. Oh, Colt Keith had another home run tonight. Look at that, Colt Keith. Right on cue. Colt Keith housing things. Um, so. Yeah, you want Casey Mize to be like the ace of the staff, but but he never was billed as that. I mean, he made fans and maybe some people got overheated, but he was always going to be a guy who was just almost major league ready when they drafted him and was going to be a mid-rotation starter and maybe a little bit more. And to be fair to him, last year, that's what he pitched like. It wasn't traditionally, like he didn't strike many guys out, but he put up 3.3 war to baseball reference, which is great. I mean, fan graphs didn't like him because he didn't strike anybody out, but... He pitched like a mid-rotation starter last year, and he hasn't pitched well this year, and even then he's hurt. But if he keeps pitching at that level, then I think the average, like the median for first overall picks for career is like 18 and a half war. It's like Pat Burrell's career. So if he keeps pitching like that, he'll end up being like an average number one overall pick, which I don't see how you can be upset about it. But he's going to have to keep pitching like that. And, and, you know, tonight was not terribly encouraging, but at least he was out there throwing the ball. Yeah, well, you never want... Like, like I told you before the show, it's like you're not expecting three no-hit innings in a rehab assignment yeah. your first go. It's like you just want to be throwing strikes and hitting the zone. But, yeah, it's like, um, you know, for, for a first overall pick, it's like you automatically have the expectations on you. It's like I think, yeah, yeah I mean. And, and a lot of it is, yeah. is you're just kind of at the mercy of that particular draft. We talked about it. I don't know if it was in the minor league show or whatever, but it, it looks, I think it was on our last, last week's show, how that, like the 2018 draft seems like, like the last year where – 
where it was traditional scouting over a lot of advanced metrics and stuff like that because some of the best pitchers in that draft have been guys drafted after the fifth, sixth round, including Tarek Skubal. It, it was in the minor league show we talked about that. And, and, and another thing about Myers, real quick, before we answer that question, is a lot of people are saying that probably because the rotation has actually looked better since he left. I mean, I hate to say it, but it's true. Uh, we've seen some good quality starts. We've seen Tarek Skubal go up another notch a little bit. Mm-hmm. You saw have Bo Brisky was turned in. He's he's Paul starts. He's what Brisky. I, I mentioned it in that swinging strike thing. He's like a, a Mize doppelganger right now. He's performing basically what Casey Mize did last year. We're not a ton of strikeouts. In and out of trouble, but pitching five six innings and not getting his ERA is what three eight six now through four yeah. big league starts. And That's he had, totally. Like, he allowed one hit after the first inning today. Yeah, so it's it done. Yeah, so What's maybe maybe Casey. Question? Oh wait, well, that was it for that question. Oh, okay. But then he came in afterward and said, <laughs> "Who are GM candidates?" Um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think if Alavila were to be let go, it would be another internal promotion situation where yeah. it's either Sam Minzen or Jay Sartori or both. Uh, uh, one and of those two. Combine so. from one GM. Yeah. So. Transformer style. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. just to just to affirm your point there, the twenty pitchers taken in the first round of the twenty eighteen draft. I'm going to speed run this real quick. This is in like chronologic order. Mm-hmm. So it's Casey Mize, Ryan Weathers, Carter Stewart, who did not sign with the Braves. Um, Grayson Rodriguez, Logan Gilbert, who has been impressive for the Mariners mm-hmm. this year. Um, Cole Wynn, Matthew Libertor, Brady Singer, Ryan Rollison to the Rockies, mm-hmm. uh, Mason Denenberg, and JT Jin, who did not sign with the JT Dodgers. Jin, yeah. So, yeah, and well, and like um, um, the best from that first round, I think he was in like the supplemental first round, is Shane McClanahan, the lefty for the, the Rays, of course. But then, yeah, you got like Scooble, I think Ty- Tyler McGill. Joe Ryan, who looks awesome for the Twins, was a sixth or seventh rounder. So it's just like that was the year that people realized, like, hey, you can find pitching everywhere. Right. And uh, although the Tigers might not have realized well, it until I mean, last year. And there's somebody out there, I'm not going to say who, who thinks that you shouldn't take pitchers in the high round, you should take yeah. hitters. Or you can be like the Angels. A, you can be like the Angels and just take a pitcher for all your draft picks. Yeah, well, a couple teams did that last year. The Dodgers, not all of them, but the Dodgers took a ton of pitchers. But yeah, yeah. yeah now you, like, yeah, you're, you're, you're just saying someone. Someone yeah, suggested yeah. that the. Yeah, you know, you'll take pitchers in a high round, and you'll take you take hitters, and one team did, but apparently he for, they yeah. forgot about it. Yeah. So. Anyway. anyway. I'm, on, I'm on vague things today. I'm, I'm, I apologize, but sometimes, I, if you guys will listen to the show long enough, you know, sometimes social media gets in my brain a little bit. So, was that the last of the questions? That's the last question I saw. I. Uh, All right. Appreciate it. This is fun doing this from the studio. Yeah, I, I'm I, not gonna lie. This is probably if. If you didn't live so far, I think we should do this more well, often. Well, I, I mean, I could do it every other Thursday, probably. Um, All right. Yeah. But, if you but, like, uh, if let us know. If you've, if you've been watching live or you're we watching. we got to get our music or, in here. Pardon me? we got to get our music and our yeah, intros. Yeah, we've got to get that all straight now, and we will eventually. That, that mm-hmm. you're absolutely right. We have to, this is throwing us off a little bit, but, and we got to get Uper on. I mean, yeah, Uper, yeah. Uper is a core part of the show now. Uper yes. is, he's the, uh, I would say he's a George Harrison, if we had a Beatles singing, <laughs> David. David's Ringo. It just keeps the rhythm. It keeps it yeah, going. Keeps, yeah, huh. Maybe. I, I, I don't know. Help us. Yeah, my, my closing us. thoughts. Uh-huh. Don't give up on the Tigers yet. Because yeah. like you said with the Nationals, it's possible. And yeah. well, there's talent on this team, and you can't, you can't give up on them now. Yeah, Not it, giving in. Yeah, it's, it's I don't think, uh, of the multiple outcomes, I think this is a decent team playing very poorly rather than a, a very poor team playing to their level. I think they're playing well below their level of talent right now, and I think that will change eventually, but uh, boy, it feels like it's going to take forever until we see it. Yeah. It could be tomorrow. 
yeah, against the Orioles, right? Yeah. Or it's just going to feel like forever. Oh, well, I mean, like I said, I, I completely will understand why Hinch is mad. I honestly do. It's He's doing the, what he can, and there's no more. You can't run. It's not even necessarily excuses. What else are you going to say? They had a hit. If they're not hidden, he only can mm-hmm. do so much. So, But find us on Woodward Sports. So if you look for Woodward Tigers with the white logo on your podcast, that is the correct logo, and that's the Subscribe to us. Give us a review. Let us know what you think. And, again, patreon.com forward slash Tigers Mike Report. We're able to save up, and we're going to Erie next week because of our mm-hmm. 17 subscribers. And so I'd love for people to get, get more. Yeah, we get three more. We can buy this studio. Yeah, exactly. So, look. <laughs> <laughs> look, it's not, look, there's people out there who spend money on shirts. There's a lot mm-hmm. of things you can get. Just spend five bucks. We're not asking mm-hmm. for very much. And we don't ask for, for anything. We just... Appreciate it. Also, forgot to mention, this weekend we're setting up, uh, we're having giveaways thanks to the courtesy of the Erie Seawolves, and stay tuned for that on the Tiger Mind Report and, of course, at Woodward Tigers and on Twitter. Was, what's so, the sponsor again? Odds? Oh, oh, oddstracker.com. So our sponsor, thanks for our sponsor, by the way, oddstracker.com. You can find all the assist players' statistics follow along while you're watching the game. People are doing that Just a lot. Double your days. paycheck. Just go ahead and gamble. Yeah, double your paycheck. Double your paycheck. Would say. Yeah. Yes, double with your this paycheck. With inflation, there's, there's, you can't not do it. Yeah, gas is at an all-time high. You know, yeah. whatever, you know, whatever. Put it in crypto. Things are going well, right? <laughs> oh. <laughs> all right. On that note. But, yeah. All right, on that note, we'll see you next week. Have a good week, everybody. Let me know when you're clear. <laughs>